Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. I made it home safe and sound. Thank you all for your traveling prayers. And also for those who prayed during the event yesterday when I was sitting in a room with a bunch of amazing amazing people who dedicate some of their time to helping young people learn the faith. If you've ever been a religious education teacher or a catechist, whatever you want to call them, bravo. I mean, seriously, bravo. That is the most important job other than parenting your own kids is raising them to understand the faith. But it's beyond that. That's what we dove into this day. First, those children and every child, honestly, and when I say child, I'm kind of talking from like, you know, kindergarten all the way up until like 30. (laughs) I know they're not children, but they're young adults and your brain isn't fully formed until I think you're 26 or 29. I can't remember which number that is, but either, either way, that's pretty late in life for your brain to be not fully formed at that point. So I still consider them children, young youth, young people. Young people are freaking out. I'm telling you, when I was younger, I couldn't even stand being in my skin. I was so insecure. And I didn't have the stuff that the people have to deal with today. (laughs) Look at it out there. Technology has made life good in some ways, but horrific in many other ways. And so when we look at these kids and if they come into a classroom, and if you're a religious education person, by the way, if there's anyone that's listening to this from yesterday, hello, I had a great time. Thank you so much for inviting me. Wow. I'm a better person for having been in that room with those holy people just trying to help God here on earth. And we read in the readings today that we are supposed to teach. And this goes to those who are not religious education people, who are in their own families, who haven't taught squat. And you know who you are. I just last night talked to my husband about the Eucharist. I always talk to him about my event because Without fail, someone always asks a question about my husband, right? Like, is he on the journey? What's going on? And so I shared 
Meredith, shout out to you. She asked a question about, you know, is he as excited about your faith as you are? I went off on this long, like, answer, but ultimately, I think he is. I think he really looks at me and says, wow, that woman has really changed, and I'm proud of her. <laughs> I don't know. He kind of said that, but when we were talking, I was saying, do you remember when I came to you about the Eucharist way back when? And he was like, yeah. And I said, did that resonate with you? And he said, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just kind of look at you and I okay, that must be what it is. I said, if I sent you a Eucharistic miracle link where you could see that there was blood and skin and all these dip, there's hundreds, by the way, Eucharistic miracles out there. If someone showed me that, I think I would have looked at Catholicism, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having trouble with that word. I would have looked at Catholicism in a totally different light. My second week on my journey, because I said, and also with you, when the priest said, peace be with you, I went online and I said, I got to figure out what they're saying <laughs> because I'm not going back to that church until I figure out what they say. And of course, as you know, it's and with your spirit. So if there's anyone out there that happened in 2011, maybe you're a new person and you haven't gone to mass, just know that they don't say and also with you anymore. It's and with your spirit. But while I was looking that up, I came across the word Eucharist. And then God, through that beautiful interweb, took me to Eucharistic miracles, like some stories and some videos and some articles that I was blown away. Blown away! Proof. Scientific proof. That's emotional. That's a story that has facts. That's something that I would be showing every single student that came into my classroom. This is what Catholicism is all about. And this is Jesus. And we have him right here. So to all of us, by the way, if you want that, I wrote an article and I linked a few of those Eucharistic miracles in the article for all you lazy people. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. Go to KendraVonEsch.com forward slash Eucharistic dash miracles with an S. And then share that link. And honestly, get that known in your classrooms, in your family. Does your family know this? Do they know what they are leaving every Sunday or every day, if they so choose to go to daily mass, on the table, on the altar, literally? Why wouldn't you want Jesus within your soul, your mind, and your body? There's such healing. There's such protection. And once the secular people can realize, oh my goodness, well, look at that. People who do these investigations on the Eucharist are actually not Catholic. They're Jewish. They're atheist. They're 100% medical science and anti-spiritual God, anything. They actually choose people who want this not to be true on purpose. Same thing with the saints when they go through the canonization. I mean, the things that come out of these studies, like the blood type, in certain instances, the blood never scabs up. It doesn't coagulate. 
It's free-flowing. And in a lot of cases, it's not even in any kind of formaldehyde to preserve it. In other cases, the Eucharist, Jesus, is within the monstrance, which is that big, beautiful gold flame <laughs> that has Jesus inside the middle. Monstrance actually means to show. So we're showing Jesus. And I can't remember where. It's some other country. But every feast day, that Eucharist turns into blood inside the monstrance. And there are other people who say, okay, now this is the flesh from the inside of the heart. You can't get to it very easily, but it is the muscle. It's the core part of the heart that pushes oxygenated blood to the rest of the body. And that's also the DNA of Jesus. I don't know. I think it was just the blood type. I don't think they had any kind of <laughs> DNA testing 2000 years ago, but they can tie it back to Jesus's bloodline. Okay. Bottom line, there are so many in one of our parishes. And if you're interested in this to come to your parish, send me an email, Kendra at KendraVonAsh.com. I can't remember what it was called, but it was Eucharistic something. So sad. This is, I'm sure this is not helpful, but if you go on that interweb and you type in Eucharistic parish something or other, maybe it'll come up. But what it was, was all, you have to have a pretty big parish, by the way, because there are so many boards, poster boards. So they would bring in poster boards and they would just stack them up one after another, after another down the hallway with dates and pictures and the whole Eucharistic miracle will be shown on this poster board. You can just walk and read, walk and read, walk and read. Hundreds. God knew we needed proof. I didn't know there were hundreds out there. I knew the ones that I stumbled across. But in my second week of my journey, I encountered God in confession and then I encountered God in the Eucharist. And that was when I knew, oh boy, I have to be in a state of grace. That's when I started realizing I need to go to confession like every week before I go to mass. That's when I started realizing, oh boy, these teachings I have to sit with because I don't believe them. I don't want to change my life. You know, all these things that we go through as we're trying to become holier. But the bottom line is this. We have people, every single person that's listening to this, we have people that have been put in our path, in our families, friends, co-workers, even when we're just running errands. I'm sure you're not going to pull someone aside in the grocery store and say, hey, do you know the Eucharist is Jesus Christ? <laughs> I'm sure you're not going to do that. But, but does your family know this? I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I was staying over at my friend's house and I was going to mass and she was like, do you want another coffee? And I said, oh no, I can't. I have to fast before I go. She's like, what do you mean? Now she's a fallen away Catholic. And I said, yeah, I have to have no food, no nothing in this belly for an hour before I receive Jesus in the Eucharist. I'm pretty sure that went right over her head. And while I was at mass, God put on my heart, Molly doesn't know this is me. How about that? 
I'm on my knees with Jesus inside me. And he says, Molly doesn't know this is me. So what did I do? I went back after mass and I said, you know, it occurred to me, like you may not have a clue that what the Eucharist is or what I was talking about. And she's like, yeah, I don't. And she's like, I don't really care either. I said, well, you're going to hear this one. I said, this is how I said it. I said, I don't know if you know, but Holy Communion, when the priest is up there on, on the altar, he changes that into the body and blood of Jesus. That's why Mass is so reverent. That's why you might think it's boring, but we as Catholics receive Jesus into our bodies. And that's why we're not supposed to eat for an hour. I said, oh, way back in the day, it was, you couldn't eat for a whole day before you received Jesus. And I'm honestly happy. And I know that that seed, God is watering in some way. Because how can you hear that and not think about it? This is what we need to do with our families at home. This is what we need to do with the kids in catechesis classes. Like give them a nugget to just toss around in their mind, blow their mind, give them something wild to think about. Okay, my 10 minutes is way over, so I'm going to let you guys get back to your day. But somehow, someway, can you share the faith with someone? If you are a parent and your kids don't know what the Eucharist is, we need to get on that. There are some videos out there. I'll, you know what I'll do? I will try to find the video that I... No, you know what? I think it's in my... Just look at my article. Sorry, I'm actually thinking out loud here. Go look at my Eucharistic Miracles article. Again, KendraVonNash.com forward slash Eucharistic dash Miracles with an S. And you will find it. But maybe that's an opportunity for you to sit down with your kids. Or even say, hey, do you even know what the Eucharist is? Because that was a word that I looked at online that I was like, okay, what is this word? It's a funny looking word. And then I and then I looked it up and then God did the rest. So do something to share God with the world and Catholicism. Could be handing a rosary to someone, could be handing a holy card to someone giving them a blessed item. Hey, this is a miraculous medal. Put it on. It's blessed. Just call on Mary. Or, you know, here's a couple St. Benedict medals. Go bury them in the corners of your property and all these kinds of things that people just don't know about. And there's so, so many. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, You've given us a great responsibility. Because we know you, because we've been given this gift of faith, we know that we've got to help others come to you to build up the kingdom here on earth. We need courage. We need knowledge and we need understanding, Lord. We need your grace to help us get closer to you so that we can know you, we can love you, and then we can pass that love and that knowledge in your church on to these young people who are being abused by the evil one in this world, tossed and turned about, who need love and security 
and who just want to be happy and live a life that they can be proud of, yet at the same time, I am sure have so many anxieties and worries. Look, look at how many people are on medication. They don't know your healing, Lord. And so that is what we ask deep from our hearts. Please give us the words, the opportunities, the knowledge, and your wisdom to share this beautiful faith that you have given to us. It is our duty. It is our salvation. It is right and just. We hear it all the time in Mass to praise you. And the best way to praise you is to share you. So help us do that, Lord. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All righty. What are you going to do? Send me a note. Let me know how it goes. And it may just be, can I pray for you? Just stick your neck out there, peeps. It's our job. It's our duty and our calling. All righty, everyone. I love you all. Find something more with God, soul, mind, and body, and have a blessed and inspired day.